0: You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far on this no, 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 Oh, you are no, such a no, 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 suck up. No, no, You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This, this is the Jobber
1: What's up, Jobbers? And welcome to the latest edition of the Jobber Knocker Podcast. As always, is Nestle Mini, and a man that has returned from a Vegas pool walking on water himself, JC.
0: I'm back and I'm better than ever. I know all the listeners miss me. I listened last week. As you know, I was in the live chat. And oh my golly, between the two of you, Nestlemania, good Lord. Hey, you know what? I think it was a serviceable uh, replacement. I thought so. Hey, you know what? Guthrie did a great job. It's just the problem is his takes are terrible. So. Well, that's why
1: he's know. on the show, because he stirs some shit up. You that's just all wanted
0: your takes to look less terrible. So I I'm understand. just saying,
1: I'm just saying. <laughs> Under a microscope, guys, I guess I'm not as bad as you think I am, just saying uh, so.
0: You eh, might be worse.
1: Water walks on JC is what Danny just said.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty um, good. So anyway, before we get into the program, uh, cool, a cool little tidbit of business I want to take care of very quickly. Uh, there are new shirts over at Jabberknocker, uh, so tpublic.com slash Jabberknocker. TJ did a great job with the... Uh, the the Bell Forty for WrestleMania. This is JobberMania, but also something the uh, the old school WWE scratch logo says J.K. Uh, I think that's one of his best designs yet. So I am I'm very excited to see that. Also, if you would like to support the Jobber Knocker, we have figured out a way now that there are Jobber Knocker stickers for your Facebook stories, in your Instagram stories as well. Just when you're searching for stickers, just type at Jobber Knocker all one word. And right now we have about four stickers. We're going to be adding a lot of social media things there. So again, please help us out. Please, if you see our GIFs, we're going to have custom-made GIFs as well. And it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to try to do a little bit more of a social media post. I promise as the last time I'll I'll mention it, but that's something we're working on.
0: No, it's a lot of good shit. You should definitely check out TJ's new stuff because, as always, a great job. I'm wearing a, an OG. This is actually a Billy design. but We have a lot of good designs up there, of course. But I got to check out the new ones myself. I saw I sent them. I haven't had time to look at them yet. Rest he barely tomorrow. had time to shit. I almost started the show with him in the can. That would have been a great start <laughs> I literally to the got show. home, scarfed down some food, and here I am in your ear holes. And uh, Nestlemania. Better than your buttholes. You know what happened when I got home? I walked through a door. Oh, it Jesus. wasn't so forbidden. But I'll tell you what, Nestlemania. What happened, whatever happened after I walked through that door could not compare to hashtag my main event on Sunday night. Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega. Two for the IWGP, what is the United States Championship? Yes. By golly gee, gosh, golly gee gosh. I did not think they could one up their first match, but they did. Listen, I
1: I'll be fully transparent on this program. I had no interest in Forbidden Door whatsoever because of all the six-man, eight-man, four hundred-man, I don't know. So many ridiculous matches, and then matches that didn't matter, had no setup, no nothing, no payoffs. But Will Osprey versus Kenny Omega was the thing I did actually step in for and watch the entire thing, uh, and I I have to say I was pleasantly surprised. I kind of saw that uh, I didn't under the one thing. The one critique is I didn't understand why Don Callis, even though he was thrown out, was allowed to come back.
0: That so was. Solo Seco has done the same thing. I guess those two guys are just special. It's just weird, right? Like it's just like, well, he has to be
1: part of the end, obviously. So I get that, but it was just weird to me with like that aspect of it. But again, small nitpicky thing. But again, Will Osprey, I've, I've been mm. teeter tottering on him for a while, but watching Somebody. him lick, lick the forearm when they're, they're like, you sick fuck. And he goes, I am. I just <laughs> went, How can you not? And then the wiping of the fucking flag through his asshole. Like there's so many things he said in the presser. And I actually watched the entire presser. Cause I just, I, I that to me is more compelling than sometimes their shows is the, is the pressers obviously. But, when he said, he goes, there is nothing in this world that I love more than having 13,000 people antagonizing and hating me and giving it right back to them. He's like, and it's fucking Canada. Like, I just, I love it. I I mean, I, I don't think he'll ever go to the WWE, but if he does. Never say never. He's definitely, you can tell he's got something. You know what I mean? Like, he's, oh, yeah. he's dedicated to his craft. He won me over uh, a couple months ago, but man, I was... I, I have so much respect for that guy. I mean, obviously, we we take Kenny, o, Kenny Omega for granted, I think, a lot of the times. Kenny did a great job in that match. But I think, to me, this was a proving point for Will Ospreay, not so much, because we kind of know what Kenny's stock is. But this was kind of like doubling down on Will Ospreay being a star for me.
0: Yeah, he's an absolute stud. And like I, you know, last year, I became a Lifelong fan for about a year now. Uh, Will Ospreay <laughs> he's an absolute stud. He's honestly, if we're talking about JC's top top three wrestlers right now in the on the planet, on the list, where's OC? Just... Okay, it's hard because I say top three, but it's really a top five. I don't want to get into this because I'm just, I'm so bad with that stuff because I love so many things, but he's he's in the creme de la creme of the JC Le Creme, let's just put it that way: the creme, the, the Jess Creme, you know, of the JC. Uh, but I mean, I, I love this match, those things you mentioned. I thought especially early in the match, Osprey's heel work was mwah. I mean, he's just the development I've seen from this guy the past year is just incredible. I think if he wanted to come over, he'd come over tomorrow and he'd be a big star. I think he's ready. Maybe I have a little more on that in My uh, on how they could do it later in my hope. Teaser right there. Wow. But my other big takeaway, and I tweeted this exact same thing after their first match. Why the fuck does Kenny Omega ever wrestle anything besides single matches? Like He is so fucking good in singles matches. And we so rarely get to see it now because they're like, let's do these six-man tags, eight-man tags, 10-man tags, 42-man tags. Yeah! No, fuck you, Tony Khan. Enough with this elite bullshit. Kenny Omega is a singles wrestler. The man doesn't have as much time left as probably we all think with what he's put his body through over his career. So let's maximize what we have left of this absolute stud still showing he can be at his peak, even as he ages and gets more injured. So enough is enough with the fucking bullshit. Young bucks tag team matches. Only Kenny Omega singles matches. Only fuck off with anything else. What about hanger? Hey, man is a great singles wrestler too. Okay. Um,
1: Uh, so I want to, I want to put this out here very quickly because the other match everybody want to talk about was Brian Danielson versus Okada. We found out uh, that was a hard thing to f- to follow. Will Osprey versus Kenny Omega, and he, and I think even Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson, excuse me, said in the presser like I didn't want to fucking follow that. Of course, we put Jericho with his jiggly tits out before, and that was fine. And just everybody, you know, doing whatever. But I felt like a lot of this to me was like you could miss it. You didn't you didn't really get anything out of it. These were the two tentpole matches, I would assume. Obviously, yeah. you, you know, you can get the social media buzz of like. What happened after, you know, with Jungle Boy, or, or you can you can get all these little tidbits, but to me it wasn't worth the 50-60 bucks. For me.
0: I mean, I, Osprey Omega by itself, like that one was great. But I will say this about Danielson Okada, because I I kind of was no selling it, kind of leading in. I didn't really care much, like whatever. Like I, I actually really like Okada. I love the Rainmaker thing. Like I think it's super cool. He's obviously incredibly talented. And, but it's just like Brian Daniel or Brian Danielson AW is a nobody. He just like, he's a part of a group. He barely is there. Like he randomly has a great main event match and then he goes away. Um, and this match, honestly, I'll even say this, sorry, Dom, I'm going to throw you under the bus here. What we were talking about, cause Dom was obviously very hyped for it. He said this match put him to sleep. Wow. And that's like, again, yeah, that's someone who was actually excited for it. Like, Cause I was watching it and I'm trying to be objective, like whatever, because I wasn't super excited and I was like waiting for him. I'm like, okay, impress me. And I was just like, Granted, like you said, what we followed, which is why I thought Osprey Omega should have made a vented because I knew that's what we were going to get from them. But if these guys maybe went on before, maybe it'd be a little better. But I still don't think it was that impressive. And then the ending, like, you can say what you wanted about it, but it just – I don't know. It fell kind of flat. They're probably going to do more matches between these guys, even though I don't know if you saw the the tweet from uh, Bree about Daniel Bryan's arm. Like, good grief. Uh, He's going to be out a while, so – yeah, I don't know. So here's – this is my logic. Now, people are going to say, oh, Nestle's a sissy,
1: a pussy, whatever you want to say. That's fine. I don't well, give a shit. But here's 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 my logic, and I'd like to bring this out. This isn't necessarily heat or whatever, but I think it's an interesting question to bring up. Everybody can tout how great wrestling is, right? But if you, if you do the strong style, you're apt to get hurt a lot quicker. Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson – got hurt because he works a specific style. I'm not saying it hindered him or it makes him a great whatever. But I in the long run, my question to you is how viable is that for somebody when you look at a Kenny Omega who's put his body through the ringer from a Will Ospreay who probably put his body through the ringer, Daniel Bryan has put his body through the ringer. Like wrestling that style for me, yes, it's exciting and fun, but after a while, like you're gonna have shorter reigns and careers because of the style instead of working more traditional style where you like actually work your punches or you work your kicks or you maybe, I don't know, like work together a little bit more instead of having this MMA feel to it. Like I, there is a place for it, obviously, but
0: I'm curious what your thoughts are. It's a tough conundrum. Cause I, like I always say the Miz is the smartest man in wrestling because he's fucking safe. And until recently had never really been hurt, even though we've seen him start to take risks. But I just, it, and this is always a tough part because Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson wouldn't be who he was without that. Just like, I know we get into like Mercedes Monet, Sasha Banks discussions as well. She wouldn't be the same person without doing that. Kenny Omega, like Will Ospreay, like it's part of who they are. But I think that what has to happen if you employ these people is you need to kind of not like control them, but like, kind of like let them know, like, okay, this is a time where you can do that. But maybe these other times, let's maybe not go as crazy because, you know, let's save it. Cause it is obviously, I mean, Brian Danielson's already had to retire once for a neck injury and he's come back and just, it's, it just, it's, it's, it's always a tough thing because it's part of who they are and to take that away from them completely. Well, then that just, you know what I mean? It's like you, you try telling someone who really loves doing something to stop, you know what I mean? So it's always the tough conundrum, but I think there's a time and a place for it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of times with a guy like Brian Danielson who maybe goes to it when he shouldn't. So my my logic here is is and again I'm more of a WWE
1: person. I still want AEW to exceed uh, succeed. Excuse me, and I still want them to do very well. I, I love all wrestling across the board, but AEW and New Japan are kind of their own entity across everything else because it feels like they just rely on that heavy, bloody kind of like I'm really leaning it in here. But then you look at the Hulk Hogan's and you look at the Roman Reigns's, the John Cena's, the Rocks, the Austin's, Undertaker. They all knew how to work. Not saying these guys don't know how to work, but they don't do that style. And I feel like he, like Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson said this in the presser. He said, watching that tiger driver ninety one with Osprey and the and Kenny just moved his head enough to not land on the top of his head. That was Brian Danielson saying he watched that, and he cringed and he said, what value did that bring to the matchup besides, Ooh. you know? These are the things that are dangerous that somebody like a Tony Khan doesn't wrangle in his talent, doesn't have a producer's telling people, no, like, let's not kill each other because you are, for lack of a better term, JC, in my opinion, they're a commodity. They're, they're investments in these people that they need to realize, wow, if I'm hurt, I don't make money or I don't get to be on this pay-per-view because now Brian Danielson is out of all in and all out, it looks like. And that
0: is a huge blow when they were just getting all these people back from injury. So one thing I do want to point out is when I go back to the list that you mentioned, did you notice a difference between those two lists that you made? Well, yeah. Besides yes. WWAW, but it's, it's also, there's your thing, as you should know this, as a size shamer. The people who tend to take more risks are smaller, the smaller athletes, because sure. it's one of those. And I don't, it's overcompensating is not the right word, but you know what I mean. Where it's like you see Daniel Bryan is undersized, Kenny Omega and Will Osprey, they're not the biggest guys in the world. I mentioned Mercedes Monet, she's not the biggest person in the world. Whereas you're mentioning like Austin and Rock and Hogan and Cena, these are like larger than life, like muscle, like. You know, when, when you, if you line them up in a ring across some people, they're believable. Whereas if you're lining up Brian Danielson across from one of these guys, it's maybe not believable. So I think that there's definitely an aspect to that where those of those that are smaller do have to take more chances and do have to maybe put themselves more at risk to make it and that's again why I say it's part of who they are as a character and part of their DNA. Because if Brian Danielson never did those things, we probably wouldn't even know who he was because he wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? So it's always that tough double-edged sword. But I do obviously agree with your point that we see it a lot more in WWE them being like, hey, you know, maybe don't do that move or cool it or you know what, just save it for the pay-per-view. Whereas AEW, it's like a fucking Wednesday night and there's 30 people in the ring. It's like. Ooh! So my other, my other caveat to that is Rey
1: Mysterio worked really hard in really ridiculous style. And then he got to the WWE and he toned
0: it down because he realized, oh shit, I need to sell masks. You know what he I mean? Also, like, he also became a guy. I think once yeah. you get to that point where you become a guy, it makes it easier too. Right. And I think that's a problem. Because look at a guy like him. AJ Styles. He's another yeah. guy that is really like, was used to be like this. Then he got the name value in the cache and he's a lot safer than he used to be.
1: I'm just thinking that, you know, Kenny Omega doesn't need it. In my opinion, he, no, he's Kenny without it. And I think you try telling it, him it's not. No, good. I know. But I mean, Will Ospreay's on the up. So, I mean, obviously I understand where you're coming from. But, I, but, but when I look at Brian and I look at Okada, I think those guys are at that point where they don't need to do these things. They just do it. So I just think it's worse for the betterment of, of their longevity anyway. So that's just this is what I want to talk about. Anything else specifically you want to talk about for Forbidden Door?
0: Uh, I thought the Fatal 4-Way with the OC match, the international title match, is really fun. And the other thing I want, just want to talk about uh, quickly, you mentioned it, the whole Jungle Boy thing. That match, I don't give a fuck about the match, but I was kind of talking about this with our boy Dom because we obviously all kind of wanted this because uh, the best way to describe Jungle Boy is a charisma vacuum where has a cool theme song, so it makes more sense to make that mobile heel, to make it more interesting, but... I just one thing, and Dom said it, and I agree, is like it didn't feel like the spot for it. Because coming out of Forbidden Door, what are we talking about? We're obviously talking about Osprey Omega and all these things. And this is to me the biggest difference between WWE and AEW. We tend to criticize WWE a lot more because, ah, they don't do these moments on pay-per-view anymore. They save it for Monday. And it's like, well, that's because then on a Monday, like that becomes the headline and makes it a little more special. Whereas Jungle Boy finally making this turn, it felt like way too premature. We, I always joke all the time, Tony Khan, the king of the premature ejaculations because he's just not patient. He, he just blows his load. It's like, oh, Chris Stantlander back, give her the title. Oh, this is it's like an immediate leak, whatever. And that's what this kind of felt like because it felt like there was more meat on the bone to drag this out and maybe give jungle boy a spot in the next couple of weeks on a big TV to do this turn, instead of in the middle of this forbidden fruit pay-per-view where the headlines are all going to be Osprey Omega and Okada Danielson and those things, whereas jungle boy will just be a footnote at the bottom. So that was, that's one of my bigger criticisms and it's a more AEW thing as the whole because Tony tends to do this, but on the other side of the coin, I do understand we mentioned it earlier. We pay for AEW pay-per-views to watch them. Uh, so you tend to want two more big things happening for you feel like get yeah, your money's worth, but I just didn't think it was the right spot for it because I kind of think they did him a disturbance to a guy that, you know, we're already very down on.
1: Well, I'm glad that they turned. Cause I definitely, I think that was one of my hopes is I wanted him to turn and then, you know, be with Anna JAS and the whole thing. And then, you know, Ty and, and Sammy could be a whole. Oh no, he
0: needs player. to go back to Christian and Luchasaurus, baby. I know, but We're the thing full is, circle.
1: I know, I know, but it's it's so weird because someone said, "Oh, did you see his tights? It was very similar to Luchasaurus's tights." But yeah, you Keep know, him
0: away but, from the JAS, man. That, that no, 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 no. Okay, I just
1: to, I just want him with are of shit right now because honestly, I think the good-looking kid, you know, whatever. But it's just it's funny to me. Like, and this is where you know Dom probably will pound his fist and probably want to punch me. But Sonata to me is like you put Sonata, you put the IWGP Championship in the middle of the card, and it's like. There are two matches without belts. Well, hey, the AEW
0: one kicked off the show. No, I know it was a good match. Even it was a good match, and then he
1: wanted to peace out. But like, you know, like it would have helped Sonata to be probably up on the higher higher part of the card. But Sonata's a nobody to us, and Jack Perry's a nobody to the Japanese fans. So I don't really know. Like, I don't know. I just it's hard for me. (laughs) That rumor was that Jungle Boy used to be Dink the Clown. (laughs) oh man I was just saying all Sonata is doing is protecting the title look I can see the value of him because when I I looked at him I went on a on a just a a, the airport test as they call it like he looks like a somebody but he hasn't impressed me to the point where I can be like hey let's deal with this because I felt like it, it literally it didn't do anything for anybody from the clips that I've seen it just it seems like Jack Perry is screwed one way or the other Right now, but at least if he goes back with Christian and, and the and the dinosaur, uh, he'll have something. But Christian, you know, the
0: TNT champion.
1: It's just it's so hard because I think like they did a good job on collision. They've done two good weeks of collision, at least in my opinion. I was going to say I was
0: starting my shine this week with collision. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it just, I, I think it's been a, it's a nice breath of fresh air in terms of aw programming when i've had such fatigue and i'm so sick of just the usual dynamite bullshit we get every week these first two weeks of collision have been refreshing and it feels like a completely different product and company and like i said to you guys like in the thread privately it's just like obviously there's a lot of jc guys in the show which definitely helps but i just think the overall show just feels different it feels fresher it's just like it had It's just a different vibe. And I think obviously Christian being a part of it the segment this week was a fucking knockout. Having guys like Miro and Drade come back, especially on Drade, two absolute fucking clinics in a row. Mm-hmm. And then you have like the an FTR and Punk kind of being the faces as opposed to fucking the elite, which just like we're so, so sick of that shit. It feels I, it feels better. I just
1: want to put a pin in the, in the forbidden door thing with this one statement. I don't understand like I get why we do it. But it doesn't feel special. Like this one was better than last year's, obviously, a hundred hundred times more because of the injuries. But when I watched this, I thought to myself, what's the point of this? There's like, it's also not really,
0: it's not really for us.
1: No, and I understand that, but I, but but, but I look at it from that perspective of like, it's not for us. It's for the, it's for the IWC that, that love this shit. But yeah, and you can stay there and say, like, oh, this is the biggest gate ever. Congratulations. I hope this goes really well for you guys and all that stuff. But I kept thinking to myself "Is like, are you not growing the business for either company here? You're not like, that's not what
0: this pay-per-view is about. No, it's not. not. I like to shit on forbidden door, but like, it makes sense why they do it because this is, this is really like the tribute to their ultimate fucking diehards.
1: Right. But at that point, like you're, you're not growing the business. You're just not
0: always about growing though. Sometimes you just, you just want to put in a good show for the, I mean, you're, you're basically,
1: you're basically implying that this is AEW's one night stand. You know what I mean? Like that's. I don't think there's there's anything wrong with that because it's not.
0: It's not one of their big four pay-per-views. They have their big one coming up in a month or whatever it is. Like the they have the big one overseas and they have the one back over here. Like those are the ones. And a lot of this, a lot of these matches, kind of felt like almost setups for that pay-per-view. So I didn't because it's one of those. Look at this. This card is full of throwaway matches to me and you, but to the fucking like you know the, the 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 diehards. I'm trying to be nice here it's fucking this is porn for them so let them have their porn adam you don't have to like everything the they that? I, I don't either i got osprey omega that was good enough for me
1: all right all right well let's get into the regular part of the show you already talked about collision it's always in the shine apparently but now
0: what else is in well, the fine. shine? uh this week it was a weird it was a weird week uh because we're obviously heading into money in the bank i don't know if you noticed from raw this week uh money in the bank is this weekend <laughs> did you know uh, it's gonna start at three o'clock eastern standard time did you know uh, it's gonna start at eastern standard time and yeah. three o'clock guys yeah I I, honestly, I don't have a lot here in the shine, but my big, my best thing from raw, obviously it's, I mean, it's, this is my feud, baby. The crowd still hates Dom. They were booing Rhea this week, which that was kind of a changeup, which I kind of loved about it. Is that Dom's obviously getting the mega heat and they usually put Rhea on it calms the crowd down. The crowd was still hot going against her. Even she looked a little surprised. I was like, good, this is good. This is good. Just keep her away from Natalia because I'll make people cheer for her again. But Obviously, get the big pop for Cody to come out. These two guys in the ring, you know, JC, I talked about uh, other people that's porn for them. This is porn for me, baby. Um, and, you know, we obviously had the matches later in the night. Dom uh, really testing himself by slashing Tozawa and Cody beat Priest in a banner in the main event. Uh, so that, to me, I mean, look, it. it's a match. It's a few they've kind of fast-tracked here for Money in the Bank. They decided to keep these guys out of the ladder match, so they put them one-on-one against each other. I'm enjoying it. I hope they tear the house down on uh, Saturday. And to me, honestly, I, on watching Raw, this was the only stuff that kind of held my interest this week.
1: So I think Judgment Day in general is doing a pretty really well, with the exception of Rhea. I feel like they're doing a really good job with with everybody else. I like what Finn's doing. Like I, that Finn package with like watching you laughed at me. I didn't care that you hurt me, but you laughed at me. I was like, what a fucking like that. Could, that that's so minuscule, but it's such a great telling piece in the story. And just watching him do a Seth Rollins as he walked by when he injured him. Just like all that stuff. And like, I really love what Finn Balor's doing. So I'm, I'm on that. And then of course you've talked about Dom priest did a really good job in the main event. Um, So I, I, I don't want them to break up. I I don't want whatever yeah. the hell that they're trying. I like, I actually enjoy watching them do it. Like if they're going to run Monday night raw, let's stick together for the family. Like for the kids, at least, you know, like, come on. Um, But I will say very much so. And I wanted to bring this up to you. Did you feel like Cody versus Priest was a was a decent main event in terms of, like, that could have been anywhere in the show, but it was at the end of the show.
0: And it felt like, to me, it was like, eh, it could have been in the it, beginning. It's because it Cody's the main event of Raw. Like, it just, he doesn't have the title, but he is. Like, he's the main attraction on Raw. So when he wrestles, more often than not, they're going to put him in the main event, especially when it's against the guy that they're really trying to elevate, I think. He's obviously a contender for the briefcase. And I just, it feels like that, I mean, I look, I just led the shine with it. Cody versus Dom. Like it's not for a title. It's not for anything. It was literally, they put it together just to keep these guys away from the ladder match because they're both red hot for completely opposite reasons. So they just kind of like put them against each other just to keep them away from those briefcases. And it's just like, it's Cody's the, Cody's the attraction on raw man. He really is. Seth can have the title. Guther's having an amazing reign. You got Sam and KO there, but it doesn't matter. Cody's still the guy with or without the title. So I think more often than not, if he's in a big match, it's the main event. Okay. That's perfectly fine. Anything else you have that uh, shine worthy? On SmackDown, I did like, yeah, I liked LA Knight picking up the win over Rey Mysterio. It was nice to see him get a little momentum there. I know that kind of scares us as the people yes. who probably want to see him get the briefcase, but Nestle Mr. Prime, Logan Paul's in that match. There's no fucking chance LA Knight's getting that briefcase, baby. Uh, that thing's going to be filled with the uh, prime energy drink. Uh, oh, Jesus. Know, Leo's favorite, as we heard. But uh, I love seeing LA Knight get the big win here. Obviously, I think this is, I mean, I don't think this is that all I to say. This is probably the biggest singles win of LA Knight's career, beating a legend, Hall of Famer like Rey Mysterio. I don't know if he's really racked up a win like that. So I thought that was good because it at least told me, like, even if he doesn't win on Saturday, it does seem like they're finally being like, okay, yeah, we're, we're going to acknowledge what you guys see in him, and we're going to actually showcase it.
1: But there is a smaller window with him because of his age. It feels like <laughs> they should be able to do something with him, and, I mean, to me, there's two people there's who are going to. A gonna win.
0: with a lot of people, baby.
1: There's there's two there's two people here that need to win this Money in the Bank. At least I think that are front runners eh, for the men, anyway. And I, I I mean, La Knight's one of them. So I I'm I'm going to be sitting there. I won't be able to watch Money in the Bank live because it's overseas, so that sucks. But uh, you know, in my head, I'll be thinking to myself, "Come on, La Knight, win!" Because I do want him to win. I really do because I feel like he's the one. But who
0: knows? Age shamer, Danny. Seriously? How you am are. I an age shamer? How am I, I an age you shamer? Just, you just described Ellie Knight by his age instead of recognizing him as the megastar. He talked about he his age for crying out loud. He uh, said that shit. So know, I'm just saying, people are
1: people looking at him saying he's 40. Uh, so you know, know, man. I'm just saying. You
0: got any shine this week?
1: Uh yeah. Well, I talked about Finn Balor. I'm excited that the uh I was so I was excited for this. I thought this was a good segment for me, which was Excuse me. I really enjoyed the, the the bloodline thread throughout the night. I liked the little the telling of the story, the USOs with the promo at the beginning. I thought that was great. Like Roman, we loved you, but you fucked up. You know, like I love that part of it. I thought that that was like we are the best tag team in the world. We're not going up against a singles Roman Reigns. We're going against a tag of support. You know, like we got this. And I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. Like this is gonna be the main event, obviously because it's Roman Reigns, but. I'll be yeah. curious to see. I'm not so
0: sure. Well, what do you think is going to be the ending? They, uh, uh, the last couple of years, they put one of the ladder matches last. So what? I think that they could do that. But I think it would be interesting if this was last, because even though Roman's not defending his three titles, mm-hmm. someone could cash in. On
1: exactly. Him. That would be my thought.
0: But if they do that, that means they're going to lose the briefcase in one night because Roman ain't fucking losing his three of titles. Of course not. So that's, that's the, that's like, that's to me is
1: like the waste of it. Yeah. Right? It's, you know? it's
0: weird because like I agree, like Roman, when he, like he's the main event, but this, like, and for a few that I've been waiting for and I've wanted to see because I love the Usos, it just, it feels kind of not like lost on this card, but it doesn't feel like as special as it should be. You know what I mean? I think you're so going to forget
1: about that the moment you're watching it, though.
0: Probably. That's how I am with all Roman Reigns things. And that's the beauty of Roman Reigns. But it just, it's, I'm curious to see how they do it because obviously this probably isn't the end. So we could have a little bit of dust here. Maybe if they make this a multi-parter part, uh, parter here. Uh, but I, I don't know. It's definitely interesting to see how they're going to shape out this card.
1: All right. And I, again, solo versus Seamus in the main event. So I was like a boned up little man, like being like, this is great. Uh, do, enjoying them, just killing each other. It was wonderful. But, um, yeah, I, I really love that stuff. Also, I'm curious your thoughts on, to me, I was excited that the, we now have one set of women's tag titles. but
0: uh, I actually thought this match was pretty good too. Yeah. They gave them, what did they give them, three segments, I yeah, think? Three so. Segments. That was nice to see. I think that was, because uh, we obviously knew Ronda and Shayna were probably going to win, but I think it was like, you kind of got to give Dawn and Fire a chance to show that they're really fucking good to the people that don't know them as much and maybe don't realize why they deserve to be here. Um, my only concern is with this now is they, they obviously beat Casey and Caden already, but that's, uh, not Jesus Katana and Caden. You did it.
1: There you go.
0: No, no, because you always go Katana and Chance or Caden and Carter, or you call them by one name. Chance and Carter. I got it now. Yeah, I know. I'm proud of you. Um, Thank you, Guthrie. Guthrie.
1: I I will give Guthrie all the credit in the world for that
0: one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. And then they obviously, they've now beat uh, our fire bitches, and they're facing the other tag team at the pay-per-view, which we'll get into later in predictions. So my only concern is they're kind of fast-tracking through this, but I do think there's enough meat on the bone here to kind of uh it's i thought again it was much like the katana and Caden match where i thought alba and isla came in out even though they lost their titles i thought they looked good because it was a good showcase for them in their first like long match against two legit stars so i think that was nice to see i'm
1: definitely enjoying uh, the the fire bitches as we talked about but it, it's hard for me to think about like where do we go from here because if it's once we we assume raquel and Liv aren't winning then it's like, oh, we're back to oh god. Oh god. You know, like what are we doing? So I, I am nervous in that aspect of it because I don't know what else we can do because the it isn't really deep. And I don't know what else they can do with it.
0: Yeah, I think they can I think they can run back with either of these two NXT tag teams. So at some point I just think you need something in between. And I don't think the feud with Raquel and Liv is gonna probably end at money in the bank either. I just thought it was interesting because I thought Money in the Bank might be a nice spot to actually have Alba and Isla fight Ronda and Shayna, whether it was on the SmackDown before or whatever. So it kind of surprised me that they booked the other, the new women's tag match for the actual pay-per-view when they had a chance to have some hometown girls against a tag team you're trying to push as big, bad heels. But, I mean, obviously Star Power sells, and Liv and Raquel are two big stars, especially Liv, so I understand it. But I did think that was interesting that it wasn't at least on the SmackDown before. Danny, this
1: is one of my hopes any chance the fire bitches hook up with Bray I said a couple weeks ago that if they they had some yeah. voodoo magic where they brought back the fiend that's what I would love to see I think that would be don't wonderful like
0: it. Don't Why? like it. I don't want that I don't want the Bray stink on them not yet
1: Not stink he's not stink he's No, a- it's it's
0: not it's not like a negative stink it's just like yeah, it is. you say somebody stinks with- it's a
1: negative Yeah but it's it's a
0: stink it's a stink. it's it's not it's not good either it's like The every like when you get involved with Bray you come out differently and it's not always good. And I think they're just so new. I don't I don't want that yet because he just he's a whole he's a whole different animal. Whatever. Anything else you got in the the, uh, shine? No. Okay,
1: then let's go to the heat. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. I've got plenty to talk about here. I'll just go very quickly. Um, first thing on my list is something that is very uber specific. And I just thought was like, whatever the women's, uh, money in the bank. People were in there talking and talking and talking and talking and Trish did most of talking, which again, it's a thing. Becky Lynch just pops them. They all start doing whatever. I'm not necessarily in love with that segment, but what hurt me more and pissed me off more than anything else in this entire world was the backstage segment with Becky Lynch and Rhea ripley and she said i don't need the title the title needs me and i was just like and what have you been doing you've been a main event side piece and it's like i know that the baby base is always supposed to say these things but i didn't like that at all because it made me feel like you don't give a shit like it made it feel like it just made everything feel like let's shit on Rhea when she's been dominant like it just, it took away from Rhea and it made Becky look like kind of bitter in a way. Like
0: I'm the tough woman. That's kind of Becky's thing though. See, that's no, kind of why a lot of the times, like I'm not, I'm obviously a fan of Becky, but I'm not as like diehard as most people because she does. She kind of comes off like a, like a stuck up bitch a lot of the time. And it's just like, as a baby face, it's just like, it's like not as, it's not, some people find it very cool. I don't find it cool. I find it a little off putting, but it's just like, that's just her bravado of the man. I don't know. I just, it just seems like,
1: we're trying to build Rhea Ripley and it's just like, I don't, I don't, I do not want Becky Lynch winning that fucking thing. Like if she cashes in, it's just like, Oh God. Like to me, I, I want other people in that matchup to win. And again, I'm obviously it's not a closet thing for me. Like I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Becky Lynch. I can see why she's important. I can see why she's a draw. You're just mad what,
0: because she wears the orange better than you do. Nope. Oh. I, can, I,
1: I can I tell saw- you. You know what it is? You know what it is? Is that even when I'm a hundred years old, I'll still be able to throw a better leg drop than she will. That's what it comes down to because she looks like she's gently sitting down on the can when she drops that fucking thing. So, you know, that's it. Uh, but no, but I think it did a disservice to both people and it made her just look like a bitch. It made everybody look terrible. I, I think you it.
0: buried that in ring segment because that summit was fucking dog shit. That was my biggest heat of the week. That thing was like, and look, you know I me, mean, I love Bailey, but she was fucking terrible. It just everything, everyone looked fucking like shit in that segment. And I feel like they do these every year and they just like even when they do them with the men, they come off kind of lame. But at least like if the Miz is in that segment, he can have it make it interesting. But there was no one in the segment who could make it interesting, even with Trish trying her best shit. And every time Zoe Stark opens her mouth, it's just like, I just want to put my hand up because when my hand goes up, her mouth better go fucking shut. Good fucking Lord. Thank God I'm back this week so I don't have to, everyone doesn't have to listen to 20 minutes of a Zoe Stark suck fest from Guthrie. Good God. If she wins on Saturday, oh, Nelly, she better hand that thing to Trish. And Trish better be the champion like Christian is there. She can be Luchasaurus to Christian. Stand in the back, put on a mask, and shut the flip up.
1: Wow, somewhere Guthrie's gonna be very angry right. at you.
0: He went after the golden domer last week. You know
1: he hasn't been golden domed in a long time, probably more than you ten years. That.
0: You don't know that. Anyway, yeah, I, he does just, in
1: his spare time. I just I just think that this match is so like just discombobulated in every way, and it's just like I know it'll be good when we get there. I'm hoping everybody stays there, but what was it say De- death taxes and Nestle shitting on Becky Lynch.
0: He's because right. so, she wears the orange better than he that does. That
1: has nothing to do with it because I, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, I can see the value of Becky Lynch. I do. She's not for me. That's it. That's all I'm saying. That's it. Yeah, and okay, she sometimes, she sometimes says things to me that I feel like she's a detriment for the rest of the women that are trying to make some moves. That's all. She's just a detriment to the whole division. Sometimes when she opens her mouth, that's all I'm saying. That's all She's I'm also a
0: big plus for the rest of the division with everything else she does. So it's, a I agree.
1: Zone. I agree.
0: But you live by the sword. You're kind of describing her as the female rock who
1: I know is your favorite of all time. So Jesus Christ. Yeah. Cause let's, let's, let's go down that fucking rabbit hole. No, thanks. No fucking thanks. The most electrifying man in the world. Go fucking.
0: Yeah.
1: Never mind. I'm, I'm not even going to touch that one with a 10 foot. You're a rock shamer. I am a rock shamer. I'm a pebble shamer too, I guess. Uh moving on. Something else that I thought was kind of head scratchy was, uh, again, with the women we have on SmackDown. Charlotte beats Lacey Evans in a jobber alert, whatever. Like, it's just, and then Ask a sneak attacks. It's a whole fucking thing. I don't know. It just the whole thing just seems like, what are we doing with this entire moment of that? Like, I don't, I don't really like it. I
0: don't know how you feel about it. It just seems like here we are again. Yeah, I. This segment, again, it didn't do any favors really for anyone. I just, the most intriguing part is Bianca and she's not even involved in the match or whatever. And just, it's, I don't know there, this feels like a very much a wait and see thing because like, I, I'm curious to see how they do this, but I think you guys kind of talked about it last week with Oscar. She's just kind of a forgotten person because when Charlotte's on screen, all you see is Charlotte. And when Bianca's on screen, all you see is Bianca and then there's just Oscar who cheated to win the title anyway. So I don't know. It's it's a tough thing. I'm. A, I wouldn't be surprised if this is a triple threat at Summerslam because I think that's an easy way for Asuka to cheat her way and retain the title and hold this a little more to kind of try to kick the Charlotte Bianca thing all the way to Mania somehow. Uh, but yeah, no. This the segments week to week have not been good for this feud.
1: I'm trying to think if there's anything else specifically. I'll just go down the list here, and I don't really know if there's anything else that we really want to talk about. I almost labeled this episode Cat in the Hat because I forgot about the Cody Rhodes saying Cat in the Hat thing, but that was beside the point. Um, oh, this is something that is going to get me complete heat regardless. We didn't talk about Seth Rollins and Mello and Finn Balor having a matchup there. Um, I will say this much I'm a Mellow guy through and through. I love him, uh, he's my boy. I, but like when I watched that, it felt like almost unauthentic. From everybody involved. And then when we did the promo, I was super surprised. It looked like he had stumbled over his work. He he looked like he was, you know what I mean? I don't know if it was the jitters or if it was remembering what the script said. It was, I don't know what it was, but it It was with Kathy Kelly, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, we'd all have the jitters too.
0: So you should see me if I tried to talk around
1: Kathy Kelly. I'd have cotton melt too. So the other thing too is, and and this is something that somebody can debate me on all the time, and JC is going to be shocked when I say this, but I actually watched his entrance.
0: And it sounded like to me like they were piped in. So that Reaction. the crowd all night it was hard to tell because I saw someone say that, but it was kind of consistent all night where I couldn't tell if the crowd was really good or maybe if there was a little extra extra. I think it they piped it, it. also the acoustics in that arena did sound interesting. We have to ask our boy Ray. For actual confirmation, but well, that's hard for Ray to even confirm because how is he going to know if it's all just yeah? Well, he's in in the arena; he can tell. Because I mean, honestly, like especially that opening segment, like it sounded like Cody got a WrestleMania pop. So it just—I don't know if it was just the way the acoustics were set up or the way they were set up their mics where it just caught stuff differently. But it definitely—it was definitely a theme all night where there were moments I was like, "Huh, it does sound a little louder than a normal TV crowd." So yeah, I just—I felt so bad for him because the match was good. We knew we were going to lose. It was fine. It just—I—I kind of agree. Just like it's. It's one of those where it's like it's supposed to be a big deal, but it doesn't feel like a big deal. If they wanted to make it feel like a big deal, they could have put it in the main event. But we're obviously leading into a pay per view, uh, so it's tougher to do that. But I just I don't know. I think this was probably a weird spot to do this. I agree, I agree.
1: And Danny's uh, saying some awful things about you.
0: Uh, there might I don't know if it'd be green, but yeah, no, there might be some mist.
1: If he has Tabasco sauce, it might be red. Who knows? It's a whole hot. thing. Hot, super yeah. hot fire. Um, no, but like I like again, he'll go, he'll do real wrestle tonight, and everybody will forget, and it's NXT, he'll be more comfortable there. But I, I mean just,
0: Corbin, baby. That's the match like, I want to see. He
1: looked like a complete fish out of water, and I was so surprised. Yeah. And then somebody, and again, I'm not putting this out. Danny's gonna blame me anyway, but somebody put out on Twitter saying, You can't be him when you're five eight. I was like,
0: oof. Uh no, that was definitely a burner of yours. You're just such a hater. Luckily for him, he was fighting someone who was five seven. So Yeah,
1: so it, it all worked out. But yeah. I don't know. So it's just, I'm not I'm I'm not saying that. I, I love you the You brought man. it
0: up, you brought it up. You could have left it there. Could've left it there. Look, it's one of those things. It's, it's the reason why Mello works is because of his bravado. And the way they did that segment, it's just like he didn't have any bravado because it's like Seth's talking for him and this and that. So it's just like that. that you need you need the ambiance for Mello. That's what makes Mello mellow. That's no why trick. we love Mello. No trick. Yeah, and yeah, they should have – exactly, because trick adds to it too. It's just like – At the presentation. Anytime, it's just, it. Exactly. And so it just – a package I, We deal. talk about this with NXT people all the time when they come up. They lose things in their presentation. And even though this was just like a, a short term one off because he's feeding with Corbin,
1: <laughs> Mellow versus Jungle Boy at Forbidden Dwarf. <laughs> oh man, I don't even think you're allowed to say dwarf anymore, Danny. Jesus, it's, Christ. I
0: don't know. I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't know.
1: I mean, I wouldn't say it, but that whatever, it's fine. Uh, moving on. Uh, we've let me see. We had talked about Tazawa and the Dom uh, match, with was a jobber alert. The Vikings are going to
0: kill Alpha Academy. And then, of course, hey like, now, no, no, no. Maxine and company are gonna kick the shit out of those Viking bitches. I hope so. i if it's I don't know if it's
1: if it's Maxine's debut or if it's a six person tag, we'll see uh, what they have cooked up there. But then again, they could just fucking erase it and erase it from our memories because they don't want us to know, and they'll have that's something the else. Seven, do it, yeah, right. Good God. Um, <laughs> and I think that's pretty much everything here that I have that was very, very terrible, with the exception of, of course, Natty and her promo, but that, 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 I don't even want to bring that up. So is it time to get hopeful
0: glorious?
1: You're Will my go only hope. Go? I can go. I have I, one. I have one as well. You want me to go? Or you want to go?
0: I can go. Okay, go.
1: So I was thinking about this very carefully the other day and I, the bloodline doesn't gonna, they're not going to stop anytime soon. We can call them. This isn't the bloodline anymore. It's, it's a civil war or whatever. But I thought about this very carefully and I thought, They're going to drag this shit out as much as humanly possible. What if Survivor Series, we get X bloodline versus a new bloodline in war games? I think that'd be pretty interesting. Like Sammy KO, Usos is one team. Then you get fucking Roman Reigns solo. You could get, I think that even the younger Uso is coming up and you could get like a Jacob Fatu or you could get someone to plug in there and you could have a new bloodline that they replaced. And I think that'd be very interesting because again, I feel like in order to keep Roman Reigns going, they're going to continue to not have him defend the championship very much. So this seems like a perfect opportunity here to get like a Marvel versus Marvel kind of thing going here. And I thought about that an awful lot because then you can have J be the guy you can have JB, be, you know, the, the leader or the tribal chief of the new tribe. Anyway, they could call themselves whatever they want. So, I just think it'd be very interesting to see where that goes. Cause I don't think we're done yet with this bloodline saga for a very, very long time, but to have Jay be the one and Roman be the run and then have war games. I think that'd be a very interesting dichotomy considering what happened last year at war games. So there you go. There's my hope. Not a yeah, big fan. Don't apparently
0: love don't love it. Don't love it. Don't love it. You have to sell me better on bloodline stuff right now, because I mean, I don't know where we go from here to make it interesting. Because I'm not buying Jay as a singles guy. I'm sorry. I love Jay. Main of that Jay Eso, but not against Roman Reigns. Not, tri- not, not 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 tri-title. That's what I'm gonna call him from now on. The tri-title Roman Reigns. Cause he has all three, baby. All colors of the rainbow, just like Skittles. My hope, we're going back over to AEW, but it's not really someone who's from AW. We're talking about someone who wrestles in AW sometimes coming to WWE, baby. Because I was thinking about this and I was, you know, mentioned I was talking about boy Dom earlier. And I kind of this kind of dawned as me as we were talking. I was like, you know what? Roman Reigns obviously ain't going to be around forever. So Paul Heyman's going to kind of, you know, need someone new to cling on to. And I was like, you know what? I kind of, even though I'm not the biggest callous guy, him just being around Osprey, I was like, it kind of works. Osprey isn't a guy who really needs a manager because I think his charisma just keeps growing and growing. But I think when you're like a mega heel, like he is and kind of how it works for Roman too, it kind of works. I was like, God damn it, man. Will Ospreay could be the next Paul Heyman guy. Not this year. Maybe probably not even next year because we know he doesn't really want to live in America right now, but I think eventually like all roads will lead here for him because I think he's a guy that he's obviously still young enough that at some point he is going to want to take that challenge. I think he will come here. And I'm like, man, one way to present him right away. I think right away you could present him and he'd be a top star, but one way you could present him right away and make him one of the guys and once he gets in the rain, he'll prove it is to have him come in as the next Paul Heyman guy. And I was like, man, I can picture it because just seeing that little, those little glimpses of callous, I was like, it works just enough. It doesn't have to be overbearing like Paul was with Lesnar or whatever. It's more of like we're Roman reigns where it's just a side piece to an already incredible thing that can stand on its own, but it's just an added dimension. And we've seen Ospreay has done well at these press conferences. You can have him do press conferences with him and Heyman and stuff that, I think it would work. So that's my hope this week, man, is that when Will Ospreay, when, not if, when he comes to WWE in the next few years, I want him to be the next Paul Heyman guy. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC's hopes come true. Hashtag JC is awesome.
1: You know, I don't think you even know about this, but uh, way back in the day before Will Osprey blew up, Paul Heyman Interrupted his interview with somebody and gave him a contract. He says, whenever you want to come to the States, here's Evolve, which doesn't exist anymore. So there they do is. have that back and forth. So that's there not cool. So. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty interesting. All right, uh, time for our comebacks. Would you like to go first, or would you like me to do it?
0: Yeah, because my girl is back, Liv Morgan. This was a surprise. I mean, obviously, we knew something was weird when Raquel's just chilling ringside for a tag match when she's had about 16 tag partners since Liv got injured. And after the match, Rhonda's like, what are you doing out here, bitch? What you doing? I got gumption. You got gumption? What you doing? What you doing? But out came Liv Morgan to save the day and the segment. Love, Liv. I'm glad she's back, because I thought she was going to be out longer. She wasn't, so... Getting her back on our TV, back in the rain, back on pay per view, back doing what she does best. We'll all be watching. Liv Morgan, you get my comeback.
1: I knew when she came out in those jeans, she was getting your comeback. So there I you mean, go. I think
0: everyone wants to give her. Every a time comeback. I see her
1: do this, I just think of you. I don't know why. It's just like
0: she's so adorable in the sexiest way. If that makes any sense.
1: Yeah. How can you be adorable and sexy? I don't know. She does an odd thing for you to say. I just don't understand it, but whatever. I mean, Anywho, I, you say odd things all day, so every now and then I gotta control Yeah, but people you. expect me to be odd. You, not so much. Yeah. You're yeah. supposed to be a man of the people. Me, I'm one of one. That's I, it.
0: I think liking Liv Morgan makes me a man of the people.
1: Well, yeah, obviously, but I'm saying you should not be weird like me, apparently.
0: Anyway, my comeback goes... Those- Adam. Who the fuck
1: is Adam? You, I'm not going to let you make a cut. Is it cut you Is, is, it is, we're
0: gonna there is talk about? There is an Adam Birtsky. Birtsky. Uh, There's also an Adam Nestlemania. And there's also an Adam Cole, baby. Uh, respectfully simping is what it's called. So he's a simp. He's Bert is a big Bert is a big simp guy.
1: Yeah. Well, he should. You know, what's funny. Never mind. I just got a great Photoshop idea of like you and Bertsky, like in the Sims. But like, you know, like the simps, it'd be great. It'd be fucking great. You're like a 90 year old man. You're You've never Don. played The
0: Sims. You never played The Sims. I played The Sims, but your jokes are just so. I'm a dad now. I have low standards. It's fine. It's so anyway. 2000 and late,
1: man. Jesus, nice rap reference. Anyway, my comeback this week goes <laughs> to. <laughs> I'm not stupid. My my comeback goes to the Miz because I was super excited to see him attack Champa, and I thought this motherfucker keeps losing all year long, all year long finally gets his shit back for like, Jesus Christ, how many months was he just getting pounded on? And he finally, entire year. He just like, he switched it on. He showed us again why. Edge said it in an interview last week, by the way, he said, the Miz is the most versatile person he's ever worked with his entire life. And there's nobody better than the Miz when it comes to from being the top of the card, the bottom of the card. So when the Miz did all that stuff, all I could think about was Jesus Christ. He just, he just erased All of the banana peel slipping he had done for the last, what, four months, five months, six months. He got his giant balls back. It was like it was amazing that in six months of losing, here he is being like, oh, a viable character. Great job, Mike. So I I just thought that that was a wonderful thing for Mike to do. Not that I know him personally, but uh, I'm a big fan. Who are you? I, I well, I'm I'm putting it out in the universe that you and I will be friends with Mike and, and Ryan Cabrera someday. That's all. That'd I just pretty cool. I just want to be friends with both of them. I think as the golf foursome would be fantastic. Speaking of simps. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I would definitely be a Miz and a Ryan Cabrera simp. That's for sure. I sure. just want to meet I just want to meet Alexa Bliss someday to be like, do you know how lucky you are to be married to Ryan Cabrera and see what her reaction would be? <laughs> because most people would come up there and be like, oh my God, a of Bliss," I'd be like, oh my God, Ryan Cabrera. So it is what it is. I just, I'm I, like I said, I'm an odd duck. What can I it's say? Fair. It's
0: fair. It's an odd duck. And anyway, we're going to go to the big old finish. Big old finish. We're going to start with a special edition of overseas. Smackdown leading into money in the bank. It is a loaded card. The tribal Cuck will return. That's a thing. We also have the man with, we now found out has a broken leg, which is why he hasn't made his debut yet in the rain. The Grayson Walla effect. Is getting a little impulsive with Logan Paul, Nestle Mania. I'm pretty excited for that dynamic.
1: I think that I haven't been impressed with the Grayson Waller effect since he's been on the main roster. It's been like he's been neutered. So it's yeah. odd to me. Because
0: he has a broken leg. You try not being neutered with a broken So my other leg. my other thing here they is didn't in, neuter his main leg, but they, they neutered one of the other ones.
1: Not his third leg. Yeah. Um so my question to you is, what n- nobody gives a shit about the fucking bland the brand the brand split. I can talk because all I thought about was he's on fucking Raw. He's now he's on SmackDown. That doesn't make any sense. Ronda and Shayna are the fucking tag champs. I get that, but fucking Raquel and
0: Liv should be on Raw. Like it just well that I don't leads us into this. our next match in WrestleMania because the tag titles are on the line as Raw superstars nobody Kevin Owens Sami Zayn defend against. Yes, boy. Pretty deadly. Home game uh, for Pretty Deadly. Nestle.
1: I I want to pull for Pretty Deadly. I just don't see it happening on a SmackDown. So honestly, oh, it's KO and Sam all the way. But it's gonna be a fun match because I feel like here's here's what here's, fuck here's is here? the matter with you.
0: What do you mean, Mike?
1: Sam? What are you doing? His his real name's Rammy. If you would, yeah. Why you call him so. Sam? I just like Sam. You know, it's funny. Randy Orton called Daniel Bryan Dan. I just thought that was like the funniest thing to me. Like yeah, nobody like Dan Kong, is,
0: Robert Rude Bob
1: Bob was an insult. Yeah, it was great. Bob <laughs> Rude. <laughs> Bob Rude.
0: The most <laughs> over he's ever been. Besides yeah, of
1: course. Son. Besides his fucking Sorry, music, Dom. of course. Yeah. Um. But no, I just yeah, I'm interested in, in none of that ex- except for the fact that uh, Pretty Deadly should be tag team champions. But this is the last of it all. Like I I just want to see those titles split again.
0: Well, Nestle I know what you are interested in is Asuka versus Charlotte Part 50 for the women's title where there will likely be some Bianca Schmaj. Can't wait for this to be over. Well, guess what? It won't be over, but it'll happen. This particular part one will be over, but should we get into money in the bank? Please let's get let's get excited. Let's cash in let's on some excitement. Matches at money in the bank. This one was just added on Monday night raw. On Monday, it is a singles match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship with Orange. Gunther defends against Bro Matt Riddle. Home game for Gunther. This should be uh a banner for sure because both these guys hit hard, but uh, Gunther's gonna win. Gunther has to win here,
1: but imagine the fucking reaction. If Riddle wins, he'd get booed out of the fucking
0: building. He'd get booed. He'd have to get booed. But I do have a, a follow-up question to this match. Yes. Is Randy Orton returning because there is a rumor no. that he might be cleared.
1: Wait, unless so if Randy Orton helps Gunther. I mean, he helps Riddle beat Gunther.
0: Does that make it all? Okay? No, 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 no. I think he'd cost Riddle. He'd come out oh. and you'd think he'd be evening the odds against Imperium. But then, what does Randy Orton do better than anyone? WrestleMania, the Snake. RKO out of nowhere. Okay, yeah. So, so wait, RKO's little...
1: Imper- RKO's both Imperium dudes, and then comes into the ring, gets a hug, and then RKO's Riddle, and that's it. And boom, and then Gunther, Gunther's all over his face.
0: Uh, so I'm glad yeah. we booked
1: it. i um, there. You and go, guys. Edmund
0: sets up Riddle Orton at SummerSlam. 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 Who Sumer-Slam. the fuck is this guy? I don't know. But next up, we have a tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, the champions, defend against the returning Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, the former champs. Uh, I'm taking the MMA girls because it just feels like that'll happen.
1: Yep. Did you see that hilarious sign on, uh, it was like during a house show, it says Ronda Lousy. <laughs> <laughs> when good. I saw that, I went, why have we not done that earlier? But
0: whatever. That's pretty good. Well, it's literally just replacing one letter. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Next up, uh, I'm just going in order of what Wikipedia here has. It is the Bloodline Civil War tag team match. Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa with Paul Heyman take on the Usos, who are Jimmy and Jay in Nestlemania. As much as I would like to take the Usos, I just feel like this is only match number one. So I smell some schmaz. Solo Sokoa was the reason for the schmas last year uh, overseas in this. Uh, Helping out Roman Reigns against Drew McIntyre, but I do think Roman and Solo by hook and by crook win this one. You ready for this? Nope. Okay. So you're sitting down?
1: No. Okay. Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso win this matchup, and Jay Uso pins Roman Reigns. No shot. Main event. Mark it no down.
0: Shot. No shot. That. Yep. No.
1: It's a tag match.
0: If they win, they're pinning Solo. They're they're pinning
1: the baby brother. Imagine imagine what happens if he beats Roman Reigns. Imagine. They were talking about being, he was going to be, you know, groomed to be the tribal chief. Imagine if he pins the tribal chief. Come on. It's a tag match. They can still use it. It'll make sense. Yeah,
0: you're you're doing a Tony Khan right now. Too much too soon, Nestlemania. We're only in you the fourth inning. In, 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 if in, in, I'm going in, 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 by Roman Reigns' calculations, that, 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 we're that, that's, only that, in the fourth that. inning WrestleMania, and they on. play nine without extra innings. So okay, I need hold. you to I need you to you know kind of hold in your nut. You just you just give me one second there,
1: Mister Blue Cum no, or Green no, Cum no, or whatever game you that in. I'm trying to I'm trying to do some exercises here for you to help you last longer. Oh, Kegel. Yeah. So besides that, here's my question to you. You were saying you got to make the bloodline interesting. You got to make me want to watch it. And then I gave you something that was actually very compelling. Yeah, you gave me you. the
0: moment that I'm waiting for. So now there's really no reason to watch it because someone finally pinned Roman Reigns. So that doesn't matter. Yeah, he so didn't just win the championship.
1: Fucking... Yeah. Oh, my God. You are the worst. You they are. They don't the need absolute. it on a card
0: where they have two fucking ladder matches. They don't need to be blowing their loads. They're not Tony Khan. All right, fine. Next up, we have a singles match for the Cody Consolation Prize Championship. Seth freaking Rollins defends against Finn Balor. And Nestlemania, I would love to come on this program and pick Finn Balor. And pick Finn Balor because he gets help from his boy, J.D. McDonough. Fuck, that's actually pretty good. Nestlemania, you're going to pick him? Ah! The prince, once again, becomes the king thanks to J.D. McDonough. And this causes even more dissension with Damian Priest because JD's the guy that helped him, not Priesty Weasty, Lemon Sweesty. And Finn Balor wins the Cody Consolation Prize Championship in an upset of all upsets on his home turf, baby. Do you think that he gets cashed in on? <laughs> like right away? I mean, we could do that, have him win and Priest immediately cashes in on him or some shit. We That'd could have uh, that Cody Consolation Prize is going to be like the TNT Hot title, potato. baby. Hot We're going to have champions every five minutes. Hot potato. That's actually pretty good. I kind of want that to happen now. Yeah, it's not going to fucking happen, but what a yeah, hot potato no, that more, would be. It's more likely. The more likely scenario is Seth Rollins retains and Logan Paul immediately cashes in on him and the crowd just fucking goes nuclear with Logan Paul holding up the Cody Constellation price. Oh, oh my God. God. if, if That would it. be
1: amazing. Oh, I can see. If it. Logan Paul wins, holy shit balls. I,
0: if if he does win, spoiler it, I'm going to pick him. I would like to see him hold it for a little while because I'd like to see him carry it around like. Yeah, because he's sees a he's a walking advertisement. Yeah, and it just it's the money in the bank briefcase is always better when you milk it, just a little bit. All right, moving on. Ah, so that leads us to the last. I think Rollins, letter. by the way, in case I didn't get to say it, but you didn't, but I figured you would because you're a coward. <laughs> Next up, we have a singles match between Cody Rhodes and Dominic Mysterio with Rhea Ripley. I mean, Cody doesn't lose unless if it's like a big deal. So I'm picking Cody. But I I I and I would fucking love it if Dom won this somehow. I mean, there is the Brock Lesnar factor.
1: And by the way, Danny, would like to point out that the UK is not Finn's home turf. so It's a go.
0: lot closer to his home turf than he normally is. I think there'll be plenty of Finn. That's like saying like, like oh, Texas is close to Massachusetts. You're telling me be? that it isn't going to feel like a home game for Becky Lynch either? Come on. I, Danny, get him. He he's on, a shamer. It's, Come it's, on, no, Danny, I'm it's waiting. literally very close to home There are going to be a lot of his fans there that normally are. not I'm
1: just waiting for Danny to be, a, you know, equal opportunity shamer here. I'm just saying. I'm waiting
0: for Danny to put it in the comments. Come on, yeah, Daniel. no, yeah. Becky Lynch is going to get no re- reaction over there either. Yeah, because you know it's not her home turf either. That's Fuck, not what I'm, I'm saying. saying. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just you're, saying you're just trying to like ricochet problems off of you because pew, you are pew, the pew, ultimate pew, shamer. Pew, 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 pew. All right, should we get to the money in the bank stuff? Let's go. Let's go. No, Come you on. didn't predict this match yet. It Cody Rhodes has to win. There's no there's no way you can take away this momentum at this well, point. Well, the fact that you just predicted it means that it'd be very easy to. Next up, we have a Money in the Bank ladder match for a women's championship match contract that is Zelina Vega, Becky Lynch, Zoe Stark, <laughs> Bailey, Io Sky, Trish Stratus, WrestleMania. I'll let you go first on this one. Who? You? Got.
1: It better be EO Sky. Anybody else, I'll put my fist through the wall. Actually, Zoe Stark is number two, but I, I would say it has to be EO Sky. There, This woman has baby face champion written on. Guthrie said it last week. She could slide in. Rhea could slide in. EO could slide in. Anybody can slide in to be a great baby face here, but I want EO to win this fucking thing real
0: badly. I would really like EO to win it, too. I think she makes the most sense. Ah, uh, but man. I could see the swerve. I I get some road scholar vibes like this where we all wanted Cody and then his moment and then out comes Sandow to steal or something like that. I don't know. I have a weird vibe with, with Bailey here that there could be some snakeage going on, but it might just be they cancel each other out and allow Becky or Trish to grab this or Zoe to grab it and hand it to Trish. So this match, besides Zelina Vega, I think you could actually make a case for anyone in this match realistically. Uh, but man, in terms of a pick. I'm gonna go with Trish Stratus. I don't love it. Wow. I don't want it to happen. Uh, EO would be my number one as well. Uh, but man, I don't know. I just it feels it feels like somehow that it's uh, she's gonna be climbing on top of Zoe to grab that briefcase. I just you'd think it's gonna be Becky,
1: Becky, uh, Trish, or Zoe based on the three being in a, in, a, in a thing. And then there's EO. <laughs> And and Bailey. Well, it's just are all those ones They play. could cancel
0: each other out too. That's what makes it tough because you could easily have it be like, I mean, you could make an argument like, oh, Becky, Trish, and or like Lita could return, and even the odds there, and those three go bye bye, and then it leaves like Bailey and EO as coming down to it. Or it could be like Dakota comes back and throws a thing into their thing, and they disappear. Comes the other three. So I think there's a good argument for all of them. I'm just gonna go with Trish because I have that feeling, man. You gotta go with your plums sometimes. Your plums. You gotta go with your plums.
1: Speaking of plums,
0: main event, there's an extra, you know what? It's it's, it's embarrassing that there's one extra man in the match, in the women's match. (laughs) Unacceptable. But we have Ricochet, Shinsuke Nakamura. I forgot he was in this match. LA Knight, Santos Escobar. Butch, I forgot he was in this match too. Damian Priest and Logan Paul. I already told you, Logan Paul's winning this thing. That's my stamp of the card. No doubt about it. I would love to see LA Knight win it. But I just have a feeling, man. I've been saying it for a while now. Logan Paul with that briefcase makes a lot of sense to me. I think that you're right with Logan
1: Paul. My heart, I'm going to go with my plums and pick LA Knight. But I just... What's uh,
0: plums? Plums isn't your heart. Plums is like your balls. Like you have, you have the feeling in your balls, the trust. I said your I'm going with my your heart. Your plums. plums. I said I
1: was working with my plums here. You're not listening very well. No, you said you're going to pick with your heart. And then you picked LA Knight. That's your heart, not your plums. My heart and my plums both say L.A. night. Uh, Yeah. See, look, I just looked. He said, yeah, it's fine. You can see them. I'm surprised. Well, you know, I have a magnifying glass underneath the table here, so it's fine. You're
0: going to get to that miss shirt I have giant balls. (laughs) Hello, my name is Giant Balls or whatever it said. I was dying. (laughs) I can't stop laughing at that.
1: I'll just get a monocle like the Monopoly guy so I can look down at it. It'll be great. You must be the Monopoly guy. That's for Ray. your detective gimmick. It would. It very much would. So, are you excited for Money in the Bank? Are you going to be watching at three oh, o'clock yeah. in the afternoon I, on, on no, Saturday?
0: I'm, I'm going to be in Maine, buddy. They, they ain't going to be watching live. I'll watch it Monday uh, when I get home so I can be ready for Tuesday. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll I mean, if, if I see a ladder matches, then I'll try to stream it if I'm around. You're not going to even have a connection in Maine, probably. So, uh, I can get on the internet. It's uh, it just, uh, it depends. If it's a little windy, it gets a little more challenging, but. Yeah, no, I won't be pro- likely watching it live. Uh, I will definitely see the spoilers though, and I'm always excited for Money in the Bank, man. You know, love you know me, I love my ladders. Give me all the ladders. I get two of them, baby. I uh, listen.
1: I'll say this much. I don't know how many people are going to enjoy this, but I feel like the London crowd will actually make this probably one of the best pay per views of the year.
0: Now, yeah. the wrestling might not it's be like great. Last year, but... this, that's why I kind of like. We talked about this after Puerto Rico, like. Do more of your big events in different countries, like the yeah. uh, for the Australia one and stuff like that, because it just it gives it a different feel than the standard American crowd. Because sure. obviously we know the big cities waiting for the big events, but variety is the spice of life, baby. And, you know, the London crowds always bring it.
1: I just want to see the World Rumble in somewhere like Australia or Japan or like somewhere nuts would be fucking awesome.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that would be cool. Also, side note, do we see your favorite wrestler, Drew McIntyre, return on this paper? I don't give a fuck. I hope he never comes back. Wow, you hear that, Danny? You hear that? He I is a you know Drew know McIntyre how, streamer.
1: You know how much I've missed him since he's been
0: gone? I since haven't missed him gone. either. Never. Never missed it. Never missed did. Nobody misses him. That's the problem. If he's coming back, this makes sense for him to pull out his big Shalani sword. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. Who he's he gonna is come after, after Roman Reigns. Woohoo! No, please, God, no! Don't do that again. He's on Raw anyways, so he should come after Cody. Oh uh, God, what is Collins. If... Yeah, but you can't really have him like turn heel in his home. Uh, no, well, you'd have to wait till Monday. Ugh, I just I don't know. But that's still gonna be over there, isn't it? I'm assuming they're not I flying don't back. Know.
1: Let's ask Ray. to the schedule. Ray probably knows the schedule. Is Ray already over there? I don't know. I haven't seen him going to London yet. So To London we go. To London we go. All right, anything else? Are you Are you no. good? Do you want me to tell you about what's on AEW real quick?
0: Yes, yes, yeah, because I didn't write it down. This
1: Okay, week, AEW, I believe there is a tag match, a tornado tag match with Jericho and Sammy against Sting and Darby. Do you care about no, I... that?
0: Definitely do not care about that.
1: Okay, we have the blind eliminator tag team tournament pairings being announced and him. Well, we
0: already know one MJF and Adam Cole, because that's what we love to see is people feuding in a tag team together. We hear from
1: those two actually. Oh, good job. And we also hear from Jungle Boy Jack and Nutsack, whatever his fucking name is Jack Jerry. Jungle Boy Jack Jerry. Jack Jack Jerry Jack Sack. Uh and then Double J. double J. Uh, uh, Ishii versus Moxley in a fucking who gives I a shit I could not except- give
0: two fucking shits about that.
1: Yeah, nobody cares because, again, to American audiences, for the most casual fans, nobody knows who Ishii is. I know who he is, but I don't find him that impressive. And
0: that's all I can see right now from the graphics.
1: They've done a piss-poor job promoting this week, at least in my opinion. Well, I know
0: because Collision's on Thursday this week, uh, and they have... Three Owen Hart tournaments, I believe. All the first rounds for men that haven't happened yet, a.k.a. the non-CM Punk bracket part, I think all three are on yes,
1: collision. That's true. There's I saw a Keith Lee one. I saw our, uh, all three that were – I can go back, and if you really want me to go back. but
0: uh, It's uh, Juice Robinson, who's actually – Juice is one of my favorite people to watch right now. Is Juice? I mean, three, man, you know me yeah. as a C.J. Parker guy, so you know I'm all about the Juice.
1: To me, the biggest snore: Roderick Strong versus Samoa Joe. Thanks for coming, Roderick. Oh my god! And then Why? we have Dustin versus Powerhouse Hobbs. So Ooh, I like that. You know, that, I like that we know that's going to be a good match. So I like that. But I just yeah, and I'm assuming
0: that. the women's have some too, but I don't know. I didn't look. They I, don't care about the women, do they? No, they've already done more of their matches though. So okay, because Sky Blue beat Anna J on uh, Rampage. in a JC special. You know, that's I didn't true. Miss that. Rampage also last week better than Dynamite. This is the thing now. AW, it's like collisions up here, Rampage is like way down here, and Dynamite's like fucking in the shit. I can't even find it. It's buried so deep. It's like a mm. horse stood there for three days and just.
1: I was gonna go. I was gonna go eat something, but now that visual has made me not have anything for an appetite. So thank you, you a for nice that.
0: Sloppy Joe, maybe some. Fudge That's disgusting. Ice cream.
1: I might actually vomit. I know this is not. I don't want to deal with it. Uh, uh, no. no, no, thanks. On that note, I think we're good, yeah? Yeah, did you miss me? Not even a little. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Guthrie did a great job, though. You have to admit He, he did.
0: He did. did a great job, but his takes are still fucking terrible. Love you, Guthrie.
1: All right, on that note, thank you for listening to this week's knocker. We hope you enjoy Money in the Bank. We'll be back next week with more Jobberknockery.
0: You say I'm weird?